Grace, mercy, and peace unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. John's Gospel is not written in chronological order. If you look back at chapter 2, just before our reading for today, um, Jesus is cleansing the, te- the temple, and uh, that is something that we normally associate with Holy Week if we look at the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And it raises the question then of when this conversation with Nicodemus could have took place. And we may not know for certain, but it is possible that this conversation has taken place during Holy Week or at least around Holy Week, as the Pharisees are trying to decide what to do with Jesus. After all, Nicodemus comes in the middle of the night, trying to figure out who Jesus is. And clearly, Jesus is in Jerusalem at the time, and there was question as to who he is. And Nicodemus is trying to figure it out. And apparently association with Jesus was something that was not politically advantageous. Otherwise, Nicodemus would have encountered Jesus sometime during the day instead of in the middle of the night. Therefore, it is entirely possible that this conversation could be closer to the crucifixion and Holy Week altogether. Nonetheless, the conversation that Nicodemus has with Jesus is interesting enough. It seems as though Nicodemus is trying to figure out who Jesus is. And he even extends to Jesus the highest courtesy and respect. He says, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these things that you do unless God is with him. If someone were to approach us with such a manner of dignity and respect, we would probably uh, welcome them wholeheartedly, and without hesitation. After all, we love to be praised for the things that we do well, and we certainly love and enjoy our echo chambers that we build for ourselves. But Nicodemus, in his confession, misses the mark as to who Jesus is. His confession of Jesus falls short. He does not know or believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God at least not at this point. Therefore, he does not see the kingdom of God and that it has come in the person of Jesus. And Jesus calls it out right at the gate, right out of the gate. Jesus responds to to Nicodemus saying, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And just like Nicodemus, and probably for us as well, this statement goes right over Nicodemus' head. How is someone to be born again to see the kingdom of God? Well, first, Jesus knows what's in man's heart. He knows the evil that's in our hearts. Knowledge that Jesus is the Messiah and Savior of the world is something that does not come naturally. It does not come naturally to us as sinners. Faith in Christ is something that we are born into and something that we grow in. And that birth and growth 
is a gift of the Spirit and the Spirit alone. And so naturally, Nicodemus is confused. And Jesus has to explain more clearly to, G to Nicodemus. Jesus continues saying, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear it sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. While Nicodemus and the listener of this reading may presume that Jesus is talking about a natural birth, Jesus makes clear that he is talking of a spiritual rebirth. Flesh gives birth to flesh, and with that gives birth to sin and unbelief. But that which is born of the spirit to spirit, and the seed of faith is planted. And so Jesus' point starts to become clear. In order to see the kingdom of God, one must be born of the Spirit and believe that Jesus is the Son of God who has come to save the world. And the only way of salvation is through faith in Him. Our sinful nature, that is, our flesh, thinks that we can be saved by some other way. We play the role of Nicodemus and think that as long as we are buddies with Jesus, then he will save us, that everything will be just fine. And this can take many different forms. In Nicodemus's case, it's showing up at Jesus' door in the middle of the night to have a talk and to butter him up a little bit. For us, it could be simply checking in at church twice a year. Or perhaps it could be showing up to our church on Sunday and then by Monday and live the rest of our lives that do not resemble anything that Jesus had commanded. But because we associate with him, we think that we will be saved from condemnation. Such efforts are hopeless. Only faith in Christ and looking to him as our hope and salvation will we stand justified by his mercy. Jesus' words are clear. We speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen. That is to say that what comes out of our mouth is that which is in the heart, and what we speak of is what we know to be true. We can only speak of that which we know to be true and believe in our hearts. And for the Christian, it is to know that Jesus is the Christ, and to know what he has, and know and believe what he has done for us, and how that applies to our everyday lives. Faith testifies to the gospel of Christ in all parts of life, because one's entire life is changed and impacted by it. And so Jesus gives an example, pulling on the Old Testament scriptures with the Israelites in the wilderness who were suffering from the snake bites that God had sent for judgment upon Israel. 
Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. And everyone who looked upon the serpent had their bites healed and they were saved from death. The serpent upon the pole was their only source for salvation. So must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. That everyone who is looking to be saved from death need to look no further than to Christ's crucifixion. His death and his death alone is what we seek after day after day, moment after moment. It is his death that we are baptized into. For we are baptized with water and the Spirit. And it is in baptism that the seed of faith is planted. Baptism clings to the crucified Christ. The cross of Christ is what we look to to see the love of God and his salvation for the world. For God so loved the world in this way. He gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. We question whether or not God loves us. If we question if God is punishing us for our sins. If we ever question our salvation and our hope for a future. We need to only look to Jesus dead upon the cross, to know who he is and what he has done. The Father handed him over to death, and he hands himself over to you in the supper of which we eat, so that we may see the kingdom of God and taste it with our very mouths, so that we may stand firm in the light of day, confessing his salvation. We need it because we sometimes only want to be close enough to Jesus to have the sense that we are okay. But okay is not okay enough. Christ calls us, as he does Nicodemus, to go in all the world and confess who he is and what he has done. To do this in the light of day for all to see. So that all may believe that Christ is the Son of God who has come into the world. He has descended from heaven and has shown us the Father's love. And when he descends on the clouds, we will see him once again. Our salvation will finally come to its fullness. We will no longer see the kingdom of God just with eyes of faith, but we will behold him with our very eyes forevermore. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. The peace that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.